0: Hi there, Darren Garmin here with this week's podcast where we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about deeds. Here's a title deed to Boardwalk, courtesy of my friend Nick. Thank you, Nick, for this. I appreciate it. There it is. I like showing it off. It's very cool. Um, we soon to be having all of these hanging all around our office here very soon. So why do I show you Boardwalk? What, what am, I, am I doing that? because if you're familiar with the game monopoly it's usually the more sophisticated the really good monopoly players it's 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 known that at least in the world of monopoly for the most part the really good monopoly players they own boardwalk okay they own boardwalk the really good players do and that is a really really good segue for discussing right now, what really good investors are doing right now. What are really good investors doing? Are they buying Boardwalk? Are they selling Boardwalk? What are they doing? You see, right now, you can make the argument that you are either, and I have this conversation, I I talk to myself about this all the time. I'm either an absolute idiot today or I'm a genius today. I'm not quite sure. Today, I'm either just so inept. I'm a complete, duh, you got to be kidding me. Or I'm, I'm like super genius guy. Uh, and depending on which day you ask me, I will give you a different answer. I will give you a different answer. So, what am I talking about? What do I mean? Um, What about you? Before I get to that, do you sometimes, right now, in the world of investing that we're in, especially when it comes to multifamily, are you thinking you're a genius right now with what you own, with what you may be trying to own, with maybe maybe recently sold something, or are you thinking, man, that was kind of dumb to buy that or to sell that? Where are you? I can tell you that with the majority, especially over the last six months, the majority of my top, top, top investment partners and clients, this is the discussion that we're having. This is the discussion. And here's something that you really, really need to know and really need to be aware of. Real estate, real estate is a long-term game. It's a long-term game. Aside from, let's say you're a house flipper. Okay, that's not really a long-term game. But in general, it's a long-term game. So in other words, you've got to be careful because in the short-term, idiots can look like geniuses in the short-term, okay? And on the other hand, geniuses can look kind of like idiots in the short-term too. Isn't that right? If you think about it, that's, that's the case. If you base it on six months or 12 months, I mean, I can look like a super genius in six or 12 months, okay? Or you can look at some of the properties. I could look like an idiot. What are you doing there, idiot? What are you doing? So the thing that you want to make sure that you're doing, whether you're wondering, God, am I an idiot right now or am I a genius right now? Is remember, it's really based on the long game. It's not based on three months. It's not based on six months and it's not based on 12 months because the pressure that many investors are feeling right now, and maybe you're one of them, is to get your money into something, to get your money into something. I got to tell you, I get, where's my phone? Here's my phone. I get, right here, I get, I don't know, I'm going to say an average of six calls a day, including weekends from people. Basically saying, Darren, when are you gonna have something? When are you going to have something I can invest in? When are you going to have an opportunity I can put my money in? When is that coming up? I got money, I gotta get it in, I gotta get it in the market, gotta get it in the market. And I understand. I understand that feeling. But, and this is a big but, just because there's a sense and a desire to get your money working. Uh, you know, there's inflation. I got to get my money working. That does not mean you make hasty decisions to part with it as soon as you can, just for the sake of parting with it, with the hope that you're going to be placing it in a better spot. Does that make sense? I hope it does because I'm seeing this mistake being made by a lot of people. All right. A lot of investors right now, are not really doing as much research as they should, as much due diligence as they should, as much strategy as they should. They're just investing Here here it is. Here's the investment and hoping it all works out. Here's what's happened over the last year, ladies and gentlemen. Strategy has been um, now kicked out. Strategy's gone. Strategy's been kicked to the curb for Let's just buy it and hope it all works out. That's really what's been happening. Um, I can tell you four or five stories that I've been involved in properties I've been involved in personally, in trying to purchase, Um, where I've been involved personally with, I mean, all the nuances of these properties and knowing what these properties are selling for, um, strategy Um, due diligence, uh, care uh, has been thrown out, thrown out for, well, let's just be the top bidder to buy it. And then all of the metrics and things that we think are important to us, then we'll try to make that property fit all those metrics versus doing it the other way around. Why? Because there is an unbelievable momentum to get money into real estate, specifically multifamily. You could say the same for self-storage and maybe some other asset classes too, but multifamily is really at the top of the list. Okay, so back to, are you an idiot or are you a genius? Let's go ahead and let's talk about what are the smart investors doing right now? And then I'll give you a real clue on the thing that you don't want to do, okay? So let's talk about people that you would let's say people or companies that you would consider to be smart investors. I'm just going to pick a couple of just off the top of my head. Let's talk let's go with Berkshire Hathaway. So Warren Buffett Berkshire Hathaway widely considered the you know the best investor at, I don't know of all time maybe I don't know. Are they out there buying a whole bunch of stuff right now? No, they're not. No they're not. Uh, other top investors, maybe even top real estate owners, are they out there buying a whole bunch of stuff right now? Sure, some are, but for the most part, are the real top ones buying right now? What you'll find out is no, they're not. They may be sellers. Um, Berkshire Hathaway may have some assets they're selling, but are they buyers right now? No, they're not. And why is that? So why are the investors that, and again, not all, but most of the investors that would be known as really smart people, uh, geniuses, like we're talking about, why are they not buying right now? Because they're not doing what everybody else is doing. So one of the lessons I learned a long time ago, uh, and by the way, this was a financially painful lesson, by the way, is not to be doing what everybody else is doing. There's no, there's really never any money to be made, but more money to be lost when you follow the crowd, when you do what everybody else is doing. And so when you jump on what most people would call the bandwagon, and you start doing what everybody else is doing, that is a recipe for financial failure. Failure in investment, Failure in more than one investment, uh, failure in tactics, failure in strategy. It's a failure when you do what everybody else is doing, okay? So, the plan and the game should almost always be to do pretty much what most people are not doing, are not doing, okay? So, whether you think you're a genius or an idiot right now, depending on how you're investing and when you're investing... That's the first question you really want to ask yourself is this. There's really two questions there. Question number one is what are other top investors doing? Do some research, find out people that you consider to be top flight investors. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, nationally, a world acclaimed kind of investors, it can be, you know, the you you know the the, the woman that um, in your county that is known as the go to person for investing. You, you know, see what, what's she doing? Um, what's the guy in the state doing that uh, owns more multifamily than everybody else? What what are they doing? Do um, so you see what I mean? So it, you can like chunk this into different levels if you want, but it's worth the time, effort, and energy to find out what they're doing. Um, because what you'll find out in most cases, not all. But in most cases, is they're doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. And that's the second thing, is you want to make sure when you're coming down and deciding whether you're a genius or an idiot, that you are not doing what everybody else is doing. Uh, We have made, uh, as uh, apartment and multifamily owners, we've made our best gains Uh, in the last few years on our values and on our cash flows, just overall, um, because we do what most people don't do. Uh, And that's been a great recipe for us and we'll continue to follow that recipe. Uh, I will not be one of the, you know, jumping on the bandwagon, doing things like, you know, paying 20, 30% more than what a property's worth, uh, getting financing that's interest only, i um, locking myself possibly into personal guarantees to do that. See, I'm not going to do that. Um, most people would. And you can make the argument, okay, Darren, that's you. You can do whatever you want to do, but here's what I'm going to do. There's no wrong answer. I'm just telling you that the formula that has worked great for us over the years is doing what other people are not doing. And you know, uh, our partners and, um, and I have, um, have done pretty well as a, as a result of that. Okay. So those are a couple things. Um, so now let's talk about where I see the market going, uh, what the market is doing right now. Some things that you can maybe look for here in the near future. Some things that are coming up that I think you want to be paying attention to. Uh, and so I'm going to start what I'm going to tell you by, telling, by, by saying something that you probably already know, but it's important for you to know because it really builds a foundation for what I'm going to tell you. Um, our government is broke, has been broke for a long time, um, and basically every other government around the world is broke too. So pretty much every government in the world is pretty much broke. Okay, so what does that have to do with anything? Well, what that has to do with anything is... There is not, there is a national debt that continues to grow and grow and grow. And due to some recent legislation, I'm recording this the end of November 2021, it's going to grow by some more trillions of dollars. Um, It's going to continue to grow. And there's really no um, plan in place to take care of this. There's no plan in place to take care of it. The plan is, let's continue to ignore it. Let's continue to walk around in a fog and, um, and just deal with things day by day and just pretty much hope that it, nothing comes up uh, at least today uh, or next week uh, or next month. We're just not going to deal with it. Okay. Well, that's a very, very dangerous position to be in. And it's really no difference than if you owned your own business or heck, maybe even a multifamily property and you ran negative every single month. I mean, there's only so long you can go until there's no more money left, and you can't continue to be the bank because that will have all sorts of terrible implications, which is what we're seeing uh, right now in terms of what's going on with our um, uh, with our national debt. So, look, all governments are broke. United States government is broke too, and so. When you look at real estate, uh, many of the mortgages that you see out there are backed by the government, okay? Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So many of the mortgages are backed by the government. Uh, Then there's other mortgages like FHA mortgages, okay? Um, Then there are uh, different kind of offshoots of that. But long story short, the government backs Billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of mortgages. Um, And that's gonna be a big deal because, so what are those things that'll come up that'll start making those values at least level off and then start to go down? Well, the first one's going to be rising interest rates. There's not going to be a choice here. I'm going to say it again. There's not going to be any kind of choice here. Rates are going up, and they will be going up sooner than you think. Why is that, Darren? Because inflation, is sky high. And the other thing I'll tell you is the inflation rates that are being reported are not correct. They're a hell of a lot higher than what's being reported. You know this to be true. You know this to be true. If you're in any kind of construction field, real estate field, um, any kind of goods, supplies, equipment, um, whether you, have you gone out to try to buy a vehicle lately? New or used? Have you seen what's going on out there? All of this isn't going on with just a 7% increase in inflation. No, 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 no. It is double or triple that. We know this is the case, but it's not being reported as being the case. So the first thing you need to be aware of is rates are going to go up because it's got. they have to because of inflation. They have to. And inflation is increasing faster and faster than what's being reported. And I'm not coming at you from like being Mr. Conspiracy Theory guy. This is, this is the case. I see it every day. Okay. I see it every day. So this is what's going on. Now, what that means is interest rates will be going up faster and at a higher bump clip as we go into next year. And by the way, rates are going up next year. They're going up. Again, they have to go up. So, what's the big event that's going to start causing people to now kind of start to level off? Rising interest rates. Rising interest rates. You see, right now, lenders, for the most part, have enjoyed cash flush balance sheets. I mean, the balance sheets, many lenders have more cash than they know what to do with. They're trying to figure out places to deploy and put their money Uh, Where are we going to put our cash? Because it's just sitting on the balance sheet, not doing anything. So the combination of cash, 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 rich balance sheets, along with a hyper market of buying real, well, let's get money off our balance sheets, get it into a mortgage at 3.5%. Now we're making 3.5%. Okay. Yeah, the appraisals are coming in supporting it. Yeah, okay. Um, And by the way, the lenders know what's going on. Um, you know, there are people sitting on the board of directors of these banks that aren't idiots. They know that that overpaying is being done. And what they're doing is they're hoping that the appraisers will kind of put some kind of a cap or a lid on that overpayment, so it limits their exposure. So maybe some of their underwriting can kind of limit their exposure. They're hoping investors will put more cash into deals versus financing. Some lenders are requiring this to be the case, which is very, very good. But lenders know that the market is way overpriced and too hot right now. And they know that this is not sustainable. But there are some, because of their cash rich balance sheets that are willing to roll the dice, move along with this, and deal with anything that might come out of it. So what am I telling you? What I'm telling you is, you will start seeing interest rates going up next year. You'll start seeing prices level off for multifamily and single family real estate next year. It might be first quarter, it might be third quarter, but it will be sometime next year. Why? Again, inflation, we cannot get away from inflation continuing and continuing and continuing to rise, not only for what you buy, wages, etc. There's no way, I promise you, that the amount of inflation being reported is true. You can take what's being reported and double it for sure. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. Okay, so as I mentioned, this is not sustainable, folks. It's not sustainable. Um, you will start to see a leveling off of values and pricing, uh, a leveling off of demand. Once that happens, demand will then start to back off. The When demand starts to back off, then pricing starts to level off. And then when demand continues to decrease, then of course, pricing then will start to go back down, go back down. Okay. So this really means two things for you. Am I a genius or am I an idiot? Back to that. So number one, it's not a good time to buy real estate unless unless you can buy it for a price that makes sense. Well, what do I mean by that? What I mean is you're not the highest bidder out of 15 people to buy the property, okay? What I mean is you don't buy a property just for the sake of buying it when it doesn't meet your metrics, when it won't really meet your criteria, when you're hoping versus using strategy. So anytime right now, If you are hoping versus using strategy, you are over freaking paying and you shouldn't be buying in the first place. You shouldn't be buying. So I can tell you what we're doing is we are as aggressive as we possibly can be and still going out and finding apartments to buy. We still wanna do that and we're still doing it. However, we still have strategy. We still have benchmarks we have to hit And we still have expectations of our investors and of me of profit and of when that profit will happen and when that return will happen. We are not just going to say, oh, well, um, let's just buy it and and, and pay a hell of a lot more than what we thought we would pay for it, even though the numbers don't make sense. And let's just see if it all works out because we think we're pretty good at what we do and we'll just hope it works out. Now, even though what I just described to you sounds kind of ridiculous, this is the exact philosophy that most people are using in the market today. That's another reason why this is not sustainable. You cannot have a sustainable market with these kinds of decisions being made. You just can't. So what do what what people like you and I do? What should we do? You know, I had one of my partners contact me um, a couple weeks ago. He actually had a really good idea. Here was his idea. It was, hey, let's just sell everything we got for as high of a price as we can today. Let's take all that money, let's put it in the bank, let's sit around for four or five years, wait for all this to shake out, then let's go buy our properties back." And you know what? I think he's right. I think he's got a really good point. And his point being, let's sell our property for $25 million today. Let's sell them all for 25 million. Let's walk away from the closing table with 25 million let's come back five years from now, the 25 million worth of properties, let's buy those for 13, 14, 15 million. Let's do that four or five years from now. Um, I think that's what we should do. And he's got a very good point. Think about this. Assessed values on property tax. Property tax rates are going up easily in most marketplaces. 10 to 20% a year. Insurance premiums, are they getting any lower? No, they're going up in many marketplaces. Again, 10 to 15% a year. And I've not even gotten into wages, utility costs, ancillary costs like lawn care, snow removal, those kinds of things. Do you think with the rapid rise in expenses with inflation that you're going to be able to raise rents fast enough in order to not only... Pay for the additional overhead that you're going to have, but in addition to that, pay a rate of return that you're going to be happy with. If you're saying yes to yourself, you really need to maybe have your head examined because that's not going to be the case. It's not going to be the case. So we've looked at four or five deals in the last six months where when I, at, when I go ahead and I look forward into the future, one to two years in the, down the road, as to what our property taxes are going to be two years after we own it, what our insurance rates are going to be, what our utility, et cetera. Um, I'm digging in my pocket to make this work. I'm digging in my pocket to make this work. Okay, so if that's the case, most people then are going to say yeah you know what it just we just can't get we just can't get there but with the hot market we're in today, people are throwing that aside buying just to buy and then hoping they're not going to have to deal with it in a couple of years hoping they've got the strategies to take care of it hoping that they have answers when at the end of the day, I promise you, I've been doing this a long time. The only answer they have is hope. Hope that it works out. So what do you do? What should you do right now? Come on, Darren, you sound like you're kind of down with real estate right now. And we shouldn't be buying any real estate. We shouldn't be investing. No, 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 no. As I mentioned, we are going all in on real estate. All in. Okay. But It's got to meet our criteria. It's got to pass our litmus test. And by the way, we're not what I would call cheap asses. I'm not looking to buy at a 20% discount, 30%. I mean, hell, I would, great, if I can, sure. But we're looking to pay a very fair price to own, but we're not looking to overpay. And then two years down the road, look look at ourselves in the mirror and ask, what the hell did we do that for? That's not going to be the case with us. That's not going to be the case. And I would suggest you don't have that conversation with yourself either. So again, what do you do? You still look for deals, but they've got it, number one, pass a litmus test. That's what they've got to do, okay? Number two, you know, you know that what's going on right now in the marketplace is not sustainable. It is not sustainable. So make your decisions now, knowing that what's going on out there is not sustainable. Don't get caught up into what everybody else is doing. Don't jump on that bandwagon with what everybody else is doing. Does that mean you don't own real estate? No. It means be more selective, more informed more in tune to what's going on before you commit your money. Even though you're one of these investors that probably has, got I got all this money. I got to get this money in the market. Make sure litmus test first, money to follow. Litmus test first, money to follow. Okay? All right. Then number three, now more than any other time, you really got to be working with somebody you trust. I mean, you really do. Because if you have a lot of capital, a lot of money that you're looking to put somewhere and invest in something, you better have a really, really good feel, a good relationship, track record, understanding, information, whatever it is about whoever it is you're working with. Okay, this is not a time to open up, to to get your phone, uh, type in somebody's URL and invest with them. Now's not that time. Now's the time to do your due diligence and make sure that what they're doing and how they're doing it, how they're doing it is a good match for what you do. So, for example, we have a lot of people that, of course, we have hundreds of investors that work with us um, that love what we do. And and we fit fit each other great. But frankly, we've got many investors that don't like what we do. They want to be more aggressive. They want us to be... Uh, they want us to be less cautious than what we are. They want things to be done differently. That's fine. We're not everybody's cup of tea. That's perfect. But that's just my point. You want to be lining yourself up with somebody that is aligned with what you're looking to do and how you're going to do it. Set aside the speed at which you want to get your money working for you and make sure you do Go down that road and have those conversations. So I've really been giving you quite a bit of information today on, on, you know, doing this podcast on where I think things are going to go, what's going to happen. Um, Now, the question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Uh, The only thing I would mention to you is make sure you take this information, make those decisions based not on hope. Not on everybody else is doing it, but based on sound strategy, sound litmus tests, and track record of what has worked in the past versus throwing it all out just for the sake of owning, investing, and buying. Okay? Have a great day. Have a great week or weekend whenever you listen to me, everybody. We'll talk to you later. See you.